Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the costs of fighting the pandemic. It's very important to me personally, because my grandmother for 88 years lived with the fact that she was the one at age 11 who brought home flu to her mother named Leah, for which I have named, um, when her mother had just delivered. And her mother succumbed to the great 1918 flu. She never forgot that she was the child that was in school that innocently brought that flu home. That's Dr. Deborah Burks. We've all gotten used to seeing her in the White House briefing room. From the very start, we've been told that coronavirus almost certainly won't kill you. But you may have it without knowing because many people are asymptomatic. And you might infect someone who's vulnerable, like a parent or a grandparent or someone with a health condition. Poor Deborah Burks's grandma spent her life feeling guilty for something that sounds like it just wasn't her fault. Serology tests, which look for antibodies, suggest that in some communities, infection rates are very high. New York City is over 20%. The Bronx is estimated to be over 27%. The virus is highly contagious, to be sure, but that also means that it's correspondingly less fatal. The few are at risk from the many. The other day, we wrote a blog, How Risky is Dining Out? Because restaurants are mostly closed in America today. In that blog, we included a chart showing deaths from coronavirus and from all other causes. For the vulnerable age groups, which let's call 55 and over, 5% of deaths over the past three months have been caused by coronavirus. 95% of people over 55 who died, died from something else. You can find it on our website. Flattening the curve of infections to avoid overwhelming our hospitals was a valid strategy to save lives. You can't have people dying because our healthcare system is too busy to care for them. But now that we've flattened the curve, we're moving to suppression. We're just trying to get the numbers down. And there are trade-offs that we need to consider. But the coronavirus crisis raises longer-term concerns as well. The record shows that deeper and longer recessions can leave behind lasting damage to the productive capacity of the economy. Long stretches of unemployment can damage or end workers' careers as their skills lose value and professional networks dry up. The loss of thousands of small and medium-sized businesses across the country would destroy the life's work and family legacy of many businesses and community leaders. That's Fed Chair Jay Powell. What I worry about is that we're borrowing ludicrous amounts of money and crushing hundreds of thousands of small businesses. As time goes on, we're doing permanent damage. The longer someone is unemployed, the harder it is for them to find a job. Closing schools means children aren't being educated properly. There's more hunger and abuse. We're creating new health issues. Stress is bad for you. And we're creating plenty of that. Each death is tragic, but we're responding as if we're facing an existential threat. It's as if a great plague 
that might wipe out a third of the population is unleashed. I'm not sure that we'd be doing much more than we already are. My generation has already created a legacy of debt for our children. And the House Democrats want to add another $3 trillion because now we're just spending trillions, not hundreds of billions. If we do not respond in an adequate way when the fall comes, given that it is without a doubt that there will be infections that will be in the community, then we run the risk of having a resurgence. That's Dr. Fauci. We're getting the math all wrong as far as what we're spending to save lives. The virus won't be gone in a few weeks. It seems likely to come back in the fall. We won't have a vaccine by then, and it'll be a long time, if at all, before we vaccinate a sizable majority of the population, especially young people who have very low risk anyway. I'm fed up with the loss of liberty. I'm disappointed that more people don't look at the actual numbers. For most of us, coronavirus won't put us in hospital. Polls show what worries people most is getting sick and the economy collapsing because of our response. It's not only a health issue, it's an economic one too. And so it's a political issue, the biggest political issue of the day. I'm afraid we're on a path to wreck our economy, to destroy the livelihoods of millions of people and leave the next generation with a mountain of debt. Young people deserve better. We can all do better than this. We need to let people get back to work. We need to give people more control over their own risk decisions. We need to calibrate the billions in handouts that are distorting the motivation for people to return to work. We need to accept that this virus will be around for a while. So unfortunately, we must learn to live with it without destroying our future. All we've heard forever, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, make sure this hospital beds were there. Now all of a sudden it's like a 180. This is like taking a cross-country flight six hours. They tell you flight six hours. Five hours and a half go by. They get on the intercom like, oh, just kidding, we have another 10 hours. You can't do that. At some level, we've done what you've asked us to do. If you're that scared still of corona, stay inside. The beds are open. It doesn't kill everybody. I get it. It's not a great option. There are no great options. But you can't just decimate the entire economy. That's Dave Portnoy. It's time for a bit more balance. No individual wants to take any meaningful risk with their health. But as a country, we need to get up off the floor and start living in the new normal. We need more balance. We need more hope. We need to understand that we'll get through this. If you feel unsafe, stay home. But we can't borrow our way out of this pandemic. We have to work our way out. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lack.